1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is November 14th, 2016. My name is Phil Brossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com and coming to you on this Monday very differently than we did on Friday night. Uh, We did a special episode over the weekend. Uh, with uh, Chris Bart, with our good pal Chris Barnwell, who writes for the Step Back as well as at the Hive, uh, Charlotte Hornets have been doing well. So uh, be sure to check out uh, Locked On Hornets uh, with Hi- with Hive Talk Live. Uh, they do a fantastic job covering the Hornets, as does Chris for uh, for SB Nations at the Hive. But uh, we talked. He, I mean, he's, he's he's in Orlando. He he watches the Magic closely too. We chatted about uh, the the surprise lineup change that the Magic made, uh, as well as the loss to the Utah Jazz, pretty in-depth and in where the Magic are at, nine, ten games into the season. It was nine games then, it's ten games now. Uh, so be sure to go back into the archives and check that episode out. Uh, it's about a little bit longer than a normal episodes, episode, but... Uh, uh, some Good discussion on where the Magic are at, and of course, maybe none of it even matters anymore after mo- after Saturday- Sunday's game as the Orlando Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 119-117. to I'll have a complete breakdown of that game. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about Alfred Payton, and then I'll preview uh, Monday's game against the Indiana Pacers. But before we get going, I do want to remind everyone to check out some of the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Like I said, Podcasts like Locked On Hornets with Hive Talk Live—they do a fantastic job covering the individual teams. You can subscribe to them on iTunes and Audio Boom, and of course, you can subscribe to this podcast, Locked On Magic, on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio—all those great places you can find podcasts and have them downloaded to various devices of all kinds. If you want to connect with the show, you can also follow the, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as you can like it on Facebook. Just search Locked On Magic. Now that those PSAs are out of the way, let's talk about Sunday's game. The Orlando Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 119-117. to 117. No, that is not a typo. The Orlando Magic scored 119 points in a basketball game. It happened. I watched it. It was cool. It was a thing. It was you know, pretty, pretty neat, actually. Uh, the way the game ended up unfolding, the Orlando Magic took a 21-point lead in the second quarter. Or in the yeah in the second quarter, um, seemed to be in control of the game. They lost it. They got it back. It was a back and forth affair. The Magic had to execute at the end of the game, and then at the very very end, the last play of the game, the Magic get the ball to Serge Ibaka on the wing, on the uh, uh along the baseline. He's able to make a short jumper and win the game for the Orlando Magic on a career night for him, playing his first game at Oklahoma City, where he spent the first seven years of his career. This was a Magic game that was not completely what the Magic want to be, essentially. I mean, obviously they gave up 117 points, but in some ways it showed a lot of what their potential still is. It showed uh, who they can be, uh, but then also how far they still have to go, but, but how they can still rally and fight and have every opportunity to, to be that team again. Uh, As I said, Orlando got out to a 21-point lead. The the first first quarter, certainly probably the first bit into the second quarter, the Magic were as good defensively as they've been all season for as long as they've been good defensively. They gave up 13 points in the first quarter. They had a really good strategy on Russell Westbrook. They had a player kind of shading to him, uh, keeping him from driving into the lane, forcing him into jumpers. They kind of conceded three-point shots, and Oklahoma City missed their first 10, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that obviously helped the Magic out a lot. They were able to get out in transition, uh, and they were able to get in the attack. They got it to Serge Ibaka very, very early, and it, and clearly engaging him that way was a good thing for him because he was very active on the defensive end as well. Serge Ibaka finishes with 31 points, 9 rebounds, 4 block shots, 13 for 19 shooting, a very good game for Serge Ibaka, probably the best game we've seen him play in a Magic uniform. He looked like Serge Ibaka, not not the Serge Ibaka we saw this season, but the Serge Ibaka that was a terror in the playoffs. The Serge Ibaka that uh, is one of the best defenders in the league and someone that the Magic, you know, gave up a lot to acquire and gave up a lot to uh, to to bring to this team. I mean, this was the Serge Ibaka that they wanted to see. The other guy, and I'll talk a little bit more about him in in the next segment. Uh, Alfred Payton was fantastic as well. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 10 for 19 shooting. Made 3 humongous 3-pointers in the 4th quarter. I'll talk a little bit more about those uh, in a little bit. uh, Just kind of run through these stats real fast. Evan Fournier, 21 points, 7 for 10 shooting. 5 assists, made some big threes as well in the game. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 12 points off the bench. TJ Augustin, 12 points off the bench. And Jeff Green, 11 points. Uh, Russell Westbrook did get going. Scored 41 points, 16 assists, 12 rebounds because he's Russell Westbrook, and that's what he does. 14 for 21 shooting. Magic had a tough time containing him after the first quarter, uh, but you know he sucked up all the energy, so to speak. And Oklahoma City did start making threes in the second half that helped them get back into the game. They made it a game. They made it very, very close. They took the lead. Uh, obviously, obviously, it was a very close game, one on a buzzer beater, but. Um, they they took the lead in the fourth quarter it was a back and forth affair and and I think what is really interesting to me um and I don't know how everyone else kind of feels about this but uh the magic now have played a limited number of close games I mean they've obviously had had their share of blowouts already but they've started winning some close games and this was another example of that they they, we're in a fight. I mean, it was tied after three quarters. Their lead was completely gone. All the momentum was on Oklahoma City side. It was a home game for Oklahoma City. And again, they they found a way to win the game. They found a way to win. Uh, and how did they find a way to win this time? It wasn't necessarily on the defensive end. They just they made a lot of shots. Uh, Evan Fournier hit big threes. Got to the basket. Made made bu- buckets. Serge Ibaka made buckets. Alfred Payton made threes. Aaron Gordon made threes. So many different players stepped up at different times to make sure the Magic won this game. Um, it's you know it it wasn't the 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 way that maybe the Magic want to win games. Um, I I I've kind of been toying around with this idea. I kind of think Friday's game, as ugly as Friday's game was, that's more the way the Magic want to win games with their defense. Surviving offensive droughts. Um, the offensive drought came in this game in the in the third quarter, especially. It was a 17-2 run for the Thunder in the third quarter that got them back into the game. Finally, tied it up. Uh, but <coughs> excuse me. But you know, it, this team's not going to score one hundred nineteen points every night. They're not going to shoot fifty-three and a half percent from the floor. They're not going to shoot eleven for twenty-four from beyond the arc. That's not who this team is. But. They still found a way. They still they they made the shots. They were able to break down what's been a pretty good defense from the Thunder throughout the season so far, uh, and make plays, make winning plays to win the game. Uh, it, it, there's really nothing more to it than that. Uh, Orlando has to get that defense back under control, but they showed for the longest stretch that they've showed all season that they can play some really good defense. Russell Westbrook obviously puts a lot of stress on your defense. He makes it very hard. For for any team to defend properly, to defend uh, you know at, at a high level, and and obviously the Magic succumbed to that, but they're able to keep pace. They're able to weather every storm. They're able to eliminate a lot of the other guys. I mean, Victor Oladipo had only twelve. Stephen Adams had thirteen on six of thirteen shooting. Uh, Andre Robertson had fourteen. Enos Cantor sixteen off the bench. You know, the, Oklahoma City. for as much as Orlando was scoring, and they and even though they had that long drought, they were still. Above fifty percent, they're still better than fifty percent. They were still making shots. As much as Orlando was struggling in that in that realm, they still got the job done. They they still found a, they found they again found a way to gut this one out and found a way to keep uh, keep their momentum going or regain momentum uh, when it seemed like they had lost it. This was a very very good win. Definitely the best performance from the Magic this season. Probably their best game of the season so far. I I don't know if we can question that at this point. Um, uh, You know, they they were, you know, this certainly the best opponent they've beaten this season. uh, And still plenty to build off of and, and improve. And so we'll see what the Magic do there. They'll play the Indiana Pacers on Monday in another really important game for the team. See if Ibaka shows up again like he did. See if uh, they can keep the offense moving uh, and and see if they can uh, produce some some defense to, to pick up a pick up a second straight win and another kind of second straight impressive performance. Ace's place
1: with the helpful hardware, folks.
0: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year.
1: Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save. So stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday,
0: only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. To me, though, when I was watching this game, and and Serge Ibaka certainly stood out because he was obviously a big scorer and and the big storyline, and um, he spoke a lot over the weekend about how he wants... He asked Orlando fans to be patient with him. He asked... Uh, you know, he's trying he you know he said, you know, big things come from small beginnings, you know, I'm trying to build back up to it too. I know I haven't been playing well, uh, or as well as I would like, at least. Um uh, you know, Abaka was the big headline entering this game, and he had a fantastic game. But to me, this game was about Alfred Payton. You know, there were there was a moment there in the fourth quarter where Alfred Payton got the ball, or where? even before then. There's a moment in the fourth quarter when, uh, I forget who it was, had the ball, and Alfred Payton was standing in the corner. And I've seen this scene play out a few times already this season, where a player will catch the ball in the wing and have Alfred Payton, or even Aaron Gordon, open in the corner. And the right play is to make the pass to them, and they don't make the pass to them. And it's clear what the implication of that is. It's that he's not a good three-point shooter. I need to take this shot. And that's one of the problems with this Magic team ultimately is, is Peyton and Gordon are not shooters. And they don't quite have respect from defenses. They certainly don't have respect from defenses. And even their teammates are a little hesitant to give it to them. But later in that fourth quarter, the ball swung to Peyton in the in the corner. And he drained a three. Made it a one-point game. Russell Westbrook comes down hits a three because that's what Russell Westbrook does. The next possession, Peyton's in the opposite corner. Ball swings to him. He takes the shot. And he makes it. He did it. That was about with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Made it a one-point game. Kept the magic in the game. Kept momentum from f- from moving fully and fully over to Oklahoma City with about a minute left to play with the magic down four, Peyton drains another three. This was after he missed two free throws very bad, very bad too. like the free throws were not close. but Peyton had the confidence to keep shooting and and that's something that Frank Vogel's tried, has said he's tried to instill into his point guard, that's something that the Magic hope for from, from Peyton and hope that he continues to build on as well. What it also says to me, though, is just how important it, Peyton's production is to the Magic. And maybe production is the wrong word. It's not quite production that is important. It's attitude, pace, speed. That's what matters for from Alfred Peyton. Because let's break down Alfred Payton's stat line a little further. It's 23 points, 10 for 19 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He was very good on Sunday night. But at the same time, he had a minus 8 plus minus. Where did that number come from? It's obviously a close game. So where did that number come from? Well, it came from a stretch in the third quarter when Oklahoma City made their run to get back into the game, when his lineup went minus 10. And so what was the difference between the equity, as as David Steele put it on the broadcast, that they built up with the 21 point lead in the first quarter, in the first half, to what happened in the third quarter? To me, it was all about pace. It's all about I mean, and pace is a word that's thrown around a lot, so uh, it has different meanings to people, but it was all about the rhythm and the pace and the mentality that Peyton had. I've said this for the last two years now. When Alfred Peyton is good, the Magic are very good. And in the first half especially, Alfred Peyton was very good. He was driving into the lane. The Magic do not have shooters to create space. So if you don't have shooters that can create space, the way you create space is you drive it in the lane and get the defense to collapse. Payton did a very, very good job early, and, and when we said Alfred Payton is playing well, this is what I typically mean. He's attacking the paint, getting, to, getting toward the basket, finishing to, to, to create a threat, uh, and he did that throughout Sunday's game, especially in the first half. He's dribbling and probing, getting the defense to collapse and watch him before finding open shooters. He was doing that. And the Magic were either making those shots or driving off of those shots. And of course, Peyton does have to hit some of his own jumpers as well, which, which he did later on in the game. What happened in the third quarter was completely different. In the third quarter, Peyton was passive. They, they switched Andre Robertson onto him, and he laid way, well back. They'd run pick and rolls to try and free Peyton, and there'd be nothing but space in front of him, and Peyton kind of stopped. He was kind of just dribbling in place, trying to figure out what to do, and it was clear that, that, you know, he was thinking a little too much about what to do, and, you know, Peyton's confident in his jumper, he's willing to take it, but... Uh, in those moments where it's so clear the defense is begging him to shoot, you can feel doubt creeping. I don't know if it actually does, but, but it, it feels like it does. And so what happened in the third quarter, the reason why Oklahoma City got back into this game, was Peyton was unable to pick that pace back up. He was standing in place a lot, trying to figure out what to do next, how to attack next and not moving and going forward. He was just kind of standing in place, and then finally he'd take a jumper or send it back to Fournier and reset with too little time on the shot clock. This magic offense, as, as Frank Vogel says, needs to trust the pass, but it needs to keep moving. The third quarter was just a standstill. Oklahoma City scores 37 points, Orlando somehow scored 25. It didn't feel like Orlando scored 25, but that 17-2 to run that got Oklahoma City back into the game it was because the Magic really just stood, stood around. They didn't get into their offense quickly. They didn't attack. They were kind of caught in the middle of, I know I need to attack, but this jumper is open, but maybe I can't hit it. That's the difference between the good Alfred Payton and the bad Alfred Payton. On offense, at least. Defensively, Payton was better than he than he usually is defensively. Uh, but obviously Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook and, and he really attacked him well. Peyton's offense is, is strongest in transition. It's because he's able to get get uh, to a good good speed, able to get to the basket, you know, all those things. And so you have to kind of create that situation or that 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 pace in the half court, get him moving downhill. Because he'll make good decisions, and he'll make good plays. He's got the talent. So it seems like the big thing Alfred Payton is still trying to learn is how to manage this pace. And yes, it's the third year, and it's it's time for him to figure that out. He Especially since he's been starting now for two full seasons and, and moving on to his third. Managing pace, managing the tempo and rhythm of a game is really difficult. is probably one of the biggest tasks a point guard has to have. And that was something that he clearly struggled a little bit with in Sunday's game in the third quarter. But once he figured it out, when he, when he had it figured out, this Magic team looked really dangerous. The offense looked like a playoff offense. And with the defense that the Magic can play and did play in that first quarter, they had control of this game almost throughout the entire thing. And, and frankly, that's a testament to Alfred Payton and what he can do. There's a lot of doubt about Alfred Payton right now, and, and I'm certainly one of the people doubting him. When Orlando, when Orlando announced the lineup change on Friday, moving Aaron Gordon to the to the bench and starting Jeff Green, Frank Vogel acknowledged one of the things he considered was starting DJ Augustin over over Alfred Payton. And to me and to many others, that seemed to be the right move. In the same way that Aaron Gordon is still probably a better player than Jeff Green, still certainly a much more important player than Jeff Green to this team. And his opportunity has changed some um, but certainly it's also been good for his offense as well to, to be paired with Damian Rudege a lot more. But in that same tone, where Aaron Gordon's ceiling is higher than Jeff Green, what Aaron Gordon's gonna give you off the bench is still probably gonna be more than what Jeff Green gives you as a starter. And um, you know, it was about a wash today. 12 points, one rebound for Aaron Gordon, five for nine shooting. He got made his jumpers pretty well, was solid defensively when given the opportunity. Jeff Green, 11 points, 4-for-8 shooting. I didn't really know, see much from Jeff Green. It was a very Jeff Green type game. Like, 11 points, 50% shooting is a, feels like a Jeff Green type game. Like, he doesn't add anything. He doesn't take anything away. Although, defensively, that's debatable. When Alfred Payton's really, really good, he is a starting point guard in this league. There's no doubt about it. With Alfred, though, it's still about consistency. It's still about, are you going to be able to do it every night? Are you going to be able to do this again Monday night? Are you going to be able to do this Wednesday night? Are you going to be able to do this Friday night or Saturday night? That's always been the question with Alfred Payton, and the question that he's still trying to answer. Sunday night, he looked really, really good, and renewed some hope that you know maybe he can still be that answer. Uh, of course, we'll find. Of course, momentum is the next day's pitcher, and we'll find out on Monday. Just as a reminder, if you want to learn, a little, if you want to hear some more of our thoughts about the lineup change, go back and listen to uh, Saturday's podcast uh, of Lockdown Magic, a special podcast with Chris Barnwall. We we broke down the the Magic's loss to the Jazz in that game. That's why I haven't talked much about that about that quote unquote game uh, as as much on this podcast because I already handled it on Saturday's podcast. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to that, we talk about that. We talk about the Jazz game. We talk about the lineup changes. We talk about just about. Everything going on with the Magic through the first nine games of the season, first ten games now of the season, uh, and where the Magic uh, begin to figure things out from here. So be sure to check that out. It's on the iTunes feed. It's on the Audio Boom site. It's it's everywhere. Uh, just the next episode before this one is is the one you want to want to listen to to hear about that. Gonna close the show today with a quick look at the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they're also four and six. They've also got some issues that. Seem to be unresolved. Uh, they're also figuring out their identity with a new coach and all that good stuff. And you know, unlike the Magic, though, they are, I think, dealing with a little bit of an injury. Uh, last I heard, uh, or Paul George missed the game against the Boston Celtics with a sprained left ankle. Um, so they played on Friday, I believe, on Friday or, sa- Friday or Saturday. I noticed they played Saturday uh without Paul George they got beat pretty handily if i'm not mistaken uh and so we don't know if we're going to see Paul George that obviously changes everything for the pacers he's that galvanizing force for the team the superstar that can that can bail you out the kind of guy that the magic are missing uh but uh it, it's obviously uh you know a big absence for them and a big plus for the Magic, although they know that you can't take a team lightly just because uh they don't have their best player. The Pacers have lost their last two games now, including a loss to Philadelphia where George scored twenty six points. They've had some struggles though with since Nate McMillan took over this season. Uh their defense has fallen off a cliff. Uh their offense is pretty good according to to, to you know offensive rating, defensive rating, but their defense has fallen off a cliff. Let me pull up the stats here. Sorry, I'm not as prepared as I like to be. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. Okay, so this is this is this is where the Indiana Pacers sit right now. The Orlando Magic have a have the second worst defense in the league at 108.3. That is tied with the Indiana Pacers at 108.3 as well. So do not expect a lot of defense in this game especially if Paul George is out because that will cut that will probably cut into their 103.6 offensive rating magic are now at 99.2 after Sunday's game so indiana is still kind of a bit of a jumbled team uh jeff teague has not been the perfect fit that that they had hoped uh he's struggled some uh to start his season uh he's shooting um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm doing my research as I as I talk here, so excuse me if it's a little slow. Uh, Jeff Teague is averaging 14.2 points per game, shooting 24.3 percent from beyond the arc and 37.1 percent from the floor. Obviously, Miles Turner is a big part of what they do. 15.2 points per game. Uh, Going to be a handful down low, but that's that's why you sign Serge Ibaka. That's why you have Bismack Biyombo. That's why you have Nikola Vucevic. You didn't play, play very much Sunday. Uh, because of uh, foul trouble, uh, they're they're an interesting team. They're obviously still a veteran team. They're still a pretty balanced team in many ways, uh, and and they can score. They can score the ball even without Paul George. They can still score the ball. What's going to be interesting to watch in this game is is how the Magic build off of last night's win. Can they bring their defense to Indianapolis? Uh, can they continue kind of to to reinforce? What they've done well, and they did a lot of well did a lot well Sunday, obviously, to pick up the win. The other storyline, of course, is it's Frank Vogel's first game back in Indianapolis, a regular season game back in Indianapolis since his departure. He's he told Josh Robinson, Orlando Sentinel, it's going to be an emotional night for him. Uh, he's kind of thankful they played the Pacers already, so he's seen Paul George and and all the guys that that were on the team already, so he can focus on the game itself. Uh, but this should be a pretty good. Match up a fair test of where the Magic are at. Uh, another team that they've obviously got the same record. Uh, another team fighting that's supposed to be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, this is an opportunity to pick up another solid win, build some momentum. I mean, I think the Magic have needed some positive reinforcement to believe in the system that they're they're running and still learning. Uh, and they got it in a in a nice win against Oklahoma City. Doubling down on it would be that much better. They just need to to see that what they're doing is working. Uh, you know they got to avoid more blowout losses. They got to avoid uh, kind of the, the the difficult the difficulties and and the bad, poor body language that's characterized uh, some of these these games. Uh, and do what they did against Oklahoma City. When when Oklahoma City made their run, they they stuck with it. They grinded it out, and you know they found a way to win the game at the at the very end. And 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 it's beginning to feel like you can have faith that the Magic are going to find ways to win close games right now. They've done it pretty much. All season long. I mean, the only game that they didn't was the Cleveland game, which they were down 22 points and, you know, probably ran out of gas. Coming in on a back-to-back, Indiana having the day off, uh, it certainly, you know, could make things a little tougher. Flying from Oklahoma City to Indianapolis is a long trip as well. Um, So there there could be some fatigue playing a factor, but we'll see what this Magic team is really made of. It's a really important game. Should be an interest, should be a good one whether Paul George plays or not, um, and we'll see what the Magic are made of on Monday as they take on the Indiana Pacers. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked on Magic today. Sorry uh, sorry for uh, focusing a lot more on the games today. Obviously, uh, we covered the Utah Jazz game on Locked on Magic on Saturday, so be sure to go back and listen to that episode, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. All those great places that podcast can be heard. Please leave us a review on iTunes. A five-star review is preferable. does help us climb the rankings, Get lets people know about our show as well. Um, be sure to tell your friends about Locked On Magic as you get ready for the Magic season this year. On tomorrow's show, we'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers uh, and probably a few more lineup thoughts. Um, I think we'll have three games under our belt and we can uh, really begin to Think about things with this with this new lineup that the Magic are throwing out there as well for Locked On Magic and orlandomagicdaily.com, This has been Philip Rossman Reich again. The Orlando Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder one nineteen to one seventeen over at Chesapeake uh, Chesapeake Energy Arena. Uh, now uh, now now I'm losing it for sure. Um, the Magic defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder one nineteen to one seventeen over in Oklahoma City. We'll see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with
1: the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is 9 dollars And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.